And then I also had another thought too, that spirit that inhabited that little girl that everyone was like, oh, that's dangerous. And Rain was like, oh, well, she saved her life, so it's okay. What if she's another primordial spirit? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Herbal Synergies, the shop. I'm your host, Sinji, and my co-host with me, Herbe. What up? How are you doing today, Herbie? I am doing swell. I can't complain. Okay, cool, cool. It's cool. nice, nice, lovely day outside. Did you have a nice uh, anime week? Uh, yeah, it was all right, you know. Wasn't too bad. Got a flavor. Oh, you got a flavor no. now. Do you? Yeah. I just thought about it, too. All right. What might your flavor be? I'm going to go when it, um, Shion jacked up Clayman <laughs> this week. Sticking Yo. with the current tre trend of uh, women fights. Uh, she just came in swinging and it was like, oh, may I beat him up? She, After she did already, she fucked beat him the up. Breaks out him, yeah. So I'm like, whoa, damn. I guess it's always better to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. So, yeah. I mean, in a situation like that, you could very well lose your life. But yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's my flavor of the week. What about you, good sir? Sir, that was also my flavor this week. Well, then. Yeah. Teams were at an impasse. It was the best thing I saw out of everything. <laughs> Dang. Actually, what? no. It was close. It was close. Tokyo Revengers almost took my flavor this week with, um, with Baji going from nerd to fucking stud. Yeah. Switched up real quick. I'm like, oh, damn. He was like, get out of here, you nerd. And then <laughs> the man proceeded to destroy the whole army by himself. Damn right. And said, listen, this guy's my friend now. If you fuck with him, you fuck with us, and I'll kill all of you. Yeah. I was like, damn, okay. But yeah, so I guess... uh you want to move into talking about Tokyo Revengers then? Yeah, let's talk about Tokyo Revengers. I, I love it. I'm loving it so much. I feel like the season is coming near its end, and like that's really sad because I don't want to switch to reading, but I will switch to reading to continue the story. Mm. Mm. But, quick recap. Okay. So, Baji's dead, unfortunately. And... We do the flashback to the charm. You know, everyone saw the charm and they were like, oh my god, the charm. Baji still had it all this time. The charm is when they formed the Manji gang, which is the Manjito gang, which was Mikey Manjiro. just naming the gang after yeah. himself. They all decided, hey, let's buy a charm to commemorate this moment. But they had some broke ass kids. So they can only put their money together to buy one charm. And they decided Baji should have it since he was the one who came up with the idea with forming a gang in the first place. Which is why Baji is the first division commander because, you know, 
Draken is Mikey's right hand, and Mikey is the commander. So the next best thing is the Sanji spot. Yeah, well, uh, I was going to say, like, what got me in the beginning when they all was talking about their bikes and being like little kids, and then Mikey falls asleep on the back of Baji's bike while he's like mid-ride, just fell asleep. And I'm like, are you serious? Because they're supposed to go meet at some shrine because um, they wanted to talk about Kazutoro getting beat up by the black dragons, and that's kind of how Baji told Mikey about it. Yeah, yeah. and that's, that's how the whole thing kind of started, you know? But I love how Mikey woke up when they got there. Oh, we're here. Okay. Now to why I called you guys here. Like, oh. Yeah, he, he, he like woke up <laughs> after he got carried up all them steps. You gotta love Mikey, man. Mikey's like the Luffy. Uh, like he, Mikey has Luffy tendencies as a leader. Mikey's way better than Luffy, though. Shut so. the fuck up. I mean, I'm just stating facts. A goofy ass leader that gets pissed and really strong when he's, you know, when he's actually serious. I don't know, man. That's pretty similar. Yeah, and I that I said Mikey's better than Luffy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Mikey's character better than I like Luffy's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's neither here nor there. That's a, it. You know what? Mikey does the same exact things you complain about Luffy. No, Mikey. Mikey's he completely disregards his friends for his needs unless someone's fucking with them, and then he gets serious about it. I I I've never seen Mikey disregard his friends. Um, I, I've seen him always come come to the defense of his friends when they need to be defended. On multiple occasions, I've seen Mikey become a burden to his friends rather than. When when are said occasions? Because I I don't remember these said occasions. During both flashbacks, Mikey runs out of gas and makes one of his friends go and get the fucking shit, which turns out to be Baji. I think is it Baji, or is it? Kazutoro? I don't know, sir. This is this is your your empirical evidence. You you know you know which one it was. You know what I'm talking about. And it I was, do, but this this is your point to make. So and the only reason he went back is because he forgot his swim trunks or whatever. I don't think he forgot him. I think he went to check on him anyway. I think so too. But it was Mikey's yeah. incompetence that led to that situation in the first place. In this scenario, mm. Mikey getting a ride from Baji just decides to take a fucking nap. And then Baji has to carry him all the way up to the shrine. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like he actually took a nap, though. He was probably just like, I'm just going to pretend I'm asleep. Close I don't my feel, eyes or yeah, something. I don't, yeah, I don't feel like walking. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I still... Mikey's still better. Mm, I like Mikey. But, I like Tokyo yeah. Revenger's story a lot. I, I really do. Um, so they form the gang and they get the charm and Baji has held on to the charm ever since because the most precious people in the world to him are the founding members of Toman for Banji. Banji. Baji. And Mikey admits that Baji is the one who created Toman. So we go and flash forward, everyone leaves. Kazutoto decides to stay to like repent for what he's done because he finally opened his eyes. To like what's been going on, and he's ready to start taking responsibility for everything he's done. This is where we get introduced to the how Chifu met Baji. Chifu, and yeah. 
Chief Yu's hairstyle was kind of like one of Takemichi's other friends, the red hair guy. Kun. Akun? Yeah. Yeah. And he was just fighting everyone who considered themselves delinquent because he thought they were trash. And he heard Baji was some badass that got um, held back, went to check him out. He seemed like a nerd, but he couldn't even spell words correctly, and he was helping him out. And that was his interaction with Baji. Now, Chief Yu, on his way home, ran into some a gang was about to, ready to fight the one-on-one, was holding his own. He was actually doing pretty good until the numbers caught up to him. And homeboy grabbed a stick or a pipe or whatever. It's ba- a broom. Broom mop type thing. Broom mop rake. Baji shows no up. Rake. Baji shows up. Puts homie out in one hit. Takes off the glasses. Undoes the hair. And boom. Badass. Takes them all out. And that's what started the... That's how Baji and Chifu became friends. Baji invited him up to his apartment. To split a bowl of what was it, Irby? There wasn't. It wasn't to split a bowl. They he was gonna have one, and they and but yeah, they but only have having it. one left. Yeah, so they yeah. split it. But what was the original it? intention? Was it? it was some some noodle dish? I can't remember. I didn't write it down. Oh man, it's on the tip of my tongue. Whatever. But like, yeah, he didn't have more than one in the fridge. He was like, "Mom, what the hell?" It was like, "Do you want to split it?" So they split it, and that's when we go back, and you see the half a bowl of noodles on the grave, and Chief Yu crying, and Mikey shows up. And then we transition into Takamichi and Draken visiting Kasutoro in jail. Which, I don't know why Takamichi was there. Because if Takamichi wasn't there, then we wouldn't be able to see this part. That's why he was there. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. We shouldn't be seeing the last part with that logic. Yeah, well, still, Takemichi was there because he had to be there for it to be seen. So, yeah, um, Kazutura is admitting that he feels bad. He's got four years of whatever. He's going to... It's ten. Ten years? Yeah. Holy shit. I got to start watching these, like, early in the week. (laughs) Yeah, or take better notes. I get so invested. I don't want to press pause just to write something down. Well, you should because it makes for better content. Whatever. I feel like this little banter is okay. Mm. Hush. I am talking. I wasn't even saying nothing. My bad. Um. So, <laughs> Katsuturo says like he will repent, and Draken's just like, "Don't you dare kill yourself!" And he like realizes immediately. He's like, "How'd you know?" And he's just like, "I know you." And I got a message from Mikey. He forgives you. And yeah, Mikey only forgave. I feel like if you were gonna forgive him, Mikey, you should have forgiven him, forgiven him a little while ago for the brother thing. Because right now he's, even though Baji killed himself, Kazutoto is still a lead reason why Baji's dead. Yeah, I wouldn't say that that Baji. Well, you could say his second one might have led to him dying, but that first one was going to kill him anyway. Yeah, I mean, he definitely sped up the bleeding process. Yeah. But I think he would have survived had he not, you know... Stabbed himself the second time? Yeah. Yes. But you, I also realized that someone needed to die in order to move the story forward. Yeah. Like, like I was thinking about it... Um. 
when they when he jumps back forward in time, like there's there's certain characters like we didn't we didn't see Draken before until after he saved him. So so I'm kind of thinking like maybe the other members in the gang that are influential, like they're all going to end up dying at some point or cause to die or end up in jail or something like their future's altered unless Takamichi can change it. I was about to say, I feel like the only reason he found dragons because he's in jail and the others can't be found. Hmm. Did they say that? No, but that's just what I feel like right now. I don't. I know Pa's probably still in jail for stabbing that guy. Um, nah, I think pa, sure. I think Pa would have gotten out by now. Yeah, he would have gotten out out by now. But I'm saying, like, as like right as of right now, he was still in jail during the flashback. Uh, and as of right now, Kisaki is still like what? What was it? The third division commander? Yeah. Yeah, Kisaki. So, so uh, the future is still kind of fucked. Whatever. Like we haven't solved anything. The only thing we solved was Mikey going on a rampage and killing Kazutoro. Yeah. So. Which ain't gonna yeah. solve shit. Takamichi thinks that's like that was the key. Like not let not letting Mikey kill Kazuto, but I I don't think that's solving shit. But we're gonna find out. I might find out tonight. I'm not gonna lie, but I'll definitely find out tomorrow if not tonight. Mm. I don't know if it's worth staying up to watch, but hey. No, it comes out like eight o'clock. Mm. Well, like I said, I don't know if it's worth staying up to watch. Okay, but I need I to like sleep at like seven thirty. I need to turn down the the air. So if you want to get started on Tower of God, and I'll be right back. I might get started on that. But, uh, let's see. Hmm. So, in this chapter of Tower of God, Season 2, Episodes 116 to 124, uh, the teacher, I think it's Mr. Boro picks up the phone after he kills the, the ticket collector and then he discovers Emily and they were announcing that they were going to be able to fight for tickets. Rand starts wrecking the other regulars on the train. They did this because they attacked him because he showed his ticket and Beta and Rand are searching for tickets. Three days left until the hell train and they only found three tickets so far. So then, bam, uh, he talks to Boro and his team, and bam asks them to join the tournament with him. Bam wants to stop people from dying in the tournament and on the hell train. Then they start thinking that the tournament is a trap, and the person behind Emily is also dangerous. They start thinking about it because it's an omnipotent force. What got me was uh, Bam says Rachel is still a friend. Don't know why. And then some guy kills uh, 99 people, and he kind of wished it was 100 people. I think it's one of Rachel's underlings. Then the people that Bam met on the train agree to team up with him. Once he tells them he was in Fug and is trying to take over, Karaka might be on the train. Rachel and her crew is going to be on the train. Uh, the one student got beat up. 
and then we, we see that a blue-haired girl whose name I will say later wants to meet Bam, but I kind of feel like it's in Dorsey and blue hair, but that's me. Oh, that's what you think? Yeah, I kind of feel like it's in Dorsey and blue hair or something. I thought... Uh, I'm not going to confirm her identity, but like I do remember who I thought she, who she was when I first saw her, and I thought she was Yuri Ha trying to sneak on the train. Oh, that's what I meant. Yuri. Okay, yeah, right. Yuri. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Felix awakens from her beating, and then we, we find that the one girl's name, the pink hair, is Hana Yu. She's kind of cute. Pink hair. Yeah. Uh, looks like a little bit of Sakura. And the blue hair lady is, I feel like it's Yuraha, but it's not. But she's approaching the train station, and then everyone arrives at the train station. They they reach the elevator, and then Rand presses the entrance. And I was like, "Why are you going to the entrance?" And Bam Troop chooses to go to the residence first. So the guardian shows up at the entrance, and he tells him to go back and wait. It's like this door does open today. It opens tomorrow. You have time. And then we flash back to to Bam and Boros' team, and Boros starts questioning Bam about Fug, the Fug friend. And Hori Yun told Bam, "This is the flashback now." Told Bam to find teammates that he can abandon in a fight without hesitation, because a good amount of people will die. And then Rand picks the fight with the Guardian. And I'm like, why fight the Guardian? Obviously. This mysterious man sent his room all by himself, not bothering the soul. And he tells you to leave. Obviously, it looks like you're doing something important. So, so you pick a fight. Craziness. Uh, Bam arrives at the residence. A bunch of people are just hanging out in the halls because only people with tickets can get in the residence. And they will either try to join their group or attack you once the door's been open. And then they were accosted by a man trying to get tickets uh, or try to get teammates for Mr. Aka Williams. Mm-hmm. And and so Boros like, oh, get out of here. And they're like, oh, Mr. Boro, da-da-da, nice to see you again. You started from level one or whatever. So that happens. And then Rand flash, flash to the Guardian Rand takes a lightning pill and she starts fighting the Guardian. And and so then we go back to Bam's group and they're fighting and Boro's like, I know that that uh, former martial arts that Bam's doing. So it's uh, it's kind of foreshadowing there. So I think he, he knows Bam's original teacher. And then my main man Rack shows up. It's like, hey, Black Turtle. Hey. So. And then the Benjamin Cassano group arrives with Rachel in tow. And so then we flash back to the fight with Ran again. He's fighting the Guardian. The Guardian has a spear. He chucks it at him. And instead of dodging, Rand just kind of takes a hit and he makes a cloud of, of a bang and he catches it 
and then he hurls it back at the guardian. <laughs> and and let's see. Ran's pretty fucking badass. Yeah, I like Ran. So then uh the, the guy, I think the his name one Rachel people shows up. I can't it's probably somewhere in my notes somewhere. But the he shows up. Old guy. Yeah, and then he's he's like, Oh, our game's about to start, and then the game starts. And the name of the game is the last seven gets a boarding pass. It's kind of like a ticket, but not a ticket. It just gets you on the train, but you gotta get your own ticket to actually make it off the train at the destination. So they announce this and everyone just proceeds to start killing each other because they can. So uh, they decide to fight instead of talking down or drawing lots or whatever they want to do, straws, maybe draw a straw hat. And then this this part just kind of struck me when Bora was like, oh, they're doing this thing again. And it's like, what is this thing again? So I got that written down. Fug is running things. They talk about how ruthless Fug is, how to sell out their own mother, kind of like how you would. Um, they'll do anything to achieve their goals. And Daniel Hatchild is the guy that stopped the Guardian's attack and all those bangs. And he calls Ran a good rookie. And the Guardian can't be defeated, but he will disappear, though. Then Yuraha quit quit being an idol so that she could participate on the train. And then they find out Yuraha has a similar vibe to Sir Aka. And now Rand wants to fight fight uh was it Daniel Hatchild now instead of waiting on the train. It's kinda it's kind of like, man, you just almost got beat up by a guardian. There's a guy stopped the guardian's attack cold. Now you want to fight him? And you know that guardian was way out of your league? And then Haryan flashes, tells Bam he needs to get stronger physically and mentally. And then we, the tournament starts at 2 p.m. tomorrow, which I might start reading this chapter at 2 p.m. tomorrow just because. Hey, listen, man. The t anyone from the take 10 great families seems to be cocky as fuck. Yes. That's just the way it is. It should never be the same. Okay, so you're starting the little mini tournament tomorrow for the At 2 o'clock promptly. At 2 o'clock promptly. Okay. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> so what do you want to tackle next? I say. Wait, let's sir. Get you, into... can't, you can't. You can't slip this by me. What? I heard you listening to One Piece the other day. Where are you? What were you watching? Oh, it was just a, a fight clip. Okay, never mind. Luffy right. fighting somebody. I don't be watching One Piece like that. I got better things to do with my time. Damn. But but yeah, no, it was the fight when Luffy's like, oh, a headbutt. And then he does a headbutt. As you guys can see, per our logo, one of us is a One Piece fan. And it ain't Irby. It's not that... I, it's not that I don't like One Piece, I guess you could say. It's just that Luffy doesn't move my needle. 
So. What the fuck is that yeah. supposed to be? Uh, it means like. He I doesn't. He doesn't piece. get your dick hard. Is that what she said? I said move my needle. That's how I took it though. Well, I mean, I guess you can take it like that, but uh, I don't know. Kind of phallic on the brain. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it's like certain shows, certain certain characters. I can be like, oh, I can get behind this guy. Or, you know, like, oh, I like to watch his story. Can't get behind Luffy? I I can't. I can get behind his crewmates. I was like, you're 100% behind Zoro. Yeah, I, I, I do enjoy Zoro. I, I can get behind, um, I can get behind Brooke, too. Uh, but I definitely like Robin's story. Like, if they just, if they just did this stuff from, like, someone else's perspective. Mm-hmm. Then maybe I'd be like, oh, I can't wait to watch the next episode. But, like. Now, I was telling... Okay, so, speaking of Robin, I told you I have a friend who's watching One Piece from the beginning because she's never seen it before. Mm-hmm. And she just got past um, an Enel um, arc. The the arc where they save Robin. In, no, not Impel Down. Oh. The arc where they save Andy's Robin. Lobby. Andy's Lobby. Yeah, yeah. And uh, before they got there, before she got to Water 7... To her, Chopper's story was the saddest thing she ever heard, and she bawled her eyes out and like could not imagine a sadder story. And I'm just like, do you think Chopper's story is the saddest shit you ever seen, bro? Like but she still got to go through Robin's, yes, and, and Brooks, and then Sanji's second story. But I even even before you even get to Robin, Brooke, and Sanji's second story. I feel like Nami's story is sadder than Chopper's. Like, mm, Ch- Chopper's story I, isn't that sad to me. Well, I feel it depends on the lens you're looking through. Like, if you want to equate it to being like a social outcast or pariah or mm-hmm. you're trying to fit in where 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 you, like, if you're looking at it through like a, let's say, you're looking at it through like a lens of colors, like kind of like an outcast of, hey, I'm human too, but y'all don't want to recognize me as human because my form looks a little different. Yeah. So she's one of she's one of the people like do you know do you have any uh do you associate with anyone who like seeks out things to make them sad? Like they're just in the mood to be depressed and want to watch something that'll make them sad? No. I I feel like no. I forget one of my radio host, host people was like, yeah, I don't see how y'all just be out there seeking sadness. Like, I ain't trying to listen to sad music when I'm sad. Yeah, she gets so hyped at the idea of, like, something depressing coming up. So, like, I would give her, like, little hints to something coming up. Like, I kept giving her hints to, like, yo, Robin's story is going to get you. But on this episode, you're going to be fucking done. And I was, like, referring to the Going Mary, um, the, the funeral to the Going Mary. And, like, she finally got to it, and she texted me, and she was like, so the Mary's dead, and I'm depressed, and I need a break from One Piece. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Don't take a break. Watch two more episodes. Two more episodes, and you'll be hyped. Because in, like, two more episodes after you bury the Mary, you meet um, Grandpa Garp. You see Kobe again and Helmelpo, but I don't really care about Helmelpo. And, like, you find out that in Logtown, you met Luffy's dad. So I was just like, wait, before you take a break, just watch two more episodes, and then you can take a break if you want. 
So she watched two more episodes, like, all right, I can't take a break. I need to know more now. Mm. Yeah. Mm. For like it. But she was fucked. She was done. She was done. She was like, I'm done. I can't. The ship talked. The the ship said, sorry, I'm dying. I'm crying. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I've reached a point where I'm done too at thousands of some episodes. But still, it doesn't work that way. Said, still hanging on for life. It's like a bald man wearing a toupee. You'll get there, dog. Mm-mm. Nope, never gonna get there. I've given up. Damn. But yeah. Okay, on to that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Oh my god, so... Uh, episode 45, Demon Lord Banquet. When Clutch, Infamous One, whatever you want to call him commented on the episode i thought it was gonna be a huge letdown i was pretty hyped that episode i didn't i didn't think it was bad um i was like oh this shit's getting kind of serious i at first at first i thought from the very beginning i thought Shion just beat the shit out of claiming and that was it and it was just a fight against them and milim but then he regenerated. I thought I thought he just got like squashed and like that was that was it. I was like, I, I know he ain't shit, but I thought he'd mount more than that beating because yeah. Xion fucked him up. Mm, he sure did. Yeah. So started off. Guy Crimson, the red-haired demon lord. Uh, everyone is introduced. Clayman starts presenting his case, a bunch of lies and dribble and stuff. And then Rimuru gets his chance to clear his name, so he starts showing proof. And Clayman still calls him a liar in the face of all the evidence. I like how he had the little orb saying, oh, this here, here's your clown people talking, or here's these people talking, and they were doing this, that, and the other. And how they showed Clayman forcing... That cursed uh, pill down uh, yeah. Phobia's throat or whatever his name yeah. is. Um, it's Yamaza, because Phobia is the, uh, his... Oh, the beef container. Yeah. Yeah, um, the middle finger, I think he is. Yeah, the middle finger. So, yeah, they show him all that stuff, and then he tries to say, oh, well, this, that, and the other, it's still, that's what he was trying to do. And so... Rimuru then tells him that he just wants to live in peace and the title Demon Lord means nothing to him. And then they start talking about the fight and uh, they were like, oh, we're not going to help you get rid of him, Clayman, but we'll we'll make sure that y'all can fight. So Guy Crimson sets up a barrier so they can fight. And Rimuru and Clayman go at it, but before that, this is when Shion basically beat the brakes off of him. And then, like, she pummeled him, but she was like, she was like, oh, can I hit him now, master? And it's like, what? You just whooped him. But it was, it, it's funny because she's his subordinate, but she's just as strong. I feel like she's almost as strong as the demon lord. <laughs> so, so either Clayman's really weak or she's really strong. One of the two. Now, here is... And she's probably... No, because her gift was the ability to make anything taste the way she wants it to. So no, it wasn't her gift, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, 
here's something I find really interesting. And I, I want to know if you, what you think. Do you think the great Raphael suspects the necklace, but since Rimuru cut it off, it went away pissed off? I feel like Raphael wouldn't... He's an omnipotent being, so I feel like he wouldn't be... He, what, what's, it's a she, right? It might be a she. I don't know. It's it's an omnipotent being. I feel like it wouldn't be so malice with something like that. Like, because it, it seemed was, like it was going to say something, and then Rimu was like, well, don't tell me if it's not helpful or whatever, or something along those lines, and then it got pissed off and went away. Yeah. But it sounded like it was about to say, like, I don't see a spell, which means blah, blah, blah. It could be an object. I mean, but the whole, the, the, I feel like he should know because the whole time that thing's like flashing and playing. Yeah, it's just right there like, in plain sight. Yeah, flashing and like she never wore a necklace before. So. And I'm also wondering did Rimuru make this, make it possible for her to get mind control because of the gauntlets, the special gauntlets he gave her that like suppressed her power to an extent? I don't think they suppressed them. They were like a handicap for her. Uh, I, it might not. Well, it's, it might be like the mask where it doesn't uh, suppress power, but like hides it. No, no, he like didn't want her to destroy things unintentionally, so like he gave her gauntlets to like control I'll have to her look power. That up and, yeah, uh, but yeah, it might might be something different because the way I read it was like just was just a gift that she's like, oh, my friend Rimuru gave me these, and then. She's like, oh, friends, and da-da-da. But she doesn't have one now. Special guests. I don't, I, you know, it just dawned on me. I don't know your dog's name. Well, I never know. Damn. I feel like, um... I had another point to make. What was it? Uh, shit, 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 shit. I also feel like the other demon lords don't actually recognize Clayman Clayman as a demon lord and the only reason they're um, actually condoning this fight is because they're curious to see what Rimuru can do because they're actually quite interested in him. Yeah, the demon people like Rimuru uh, a whole lot, especially Gi. Yeah, uh, yeah and Gi's interest became like more peaked when he ran into... What what's her name's Beretta? Yeah, Beretta, because that's the. Uh, it can, kind of remind me of what's that guy's, um. The the other attendant for Clayman had. Where where he was, he kind of like a robot. He's like it's so pretty. So I feel like they were like one and the same. Mm, I I think there's more to it because like Clayman is a robot his attendant is a robot and Rimuru's attendant is a robot with a spirit a, a demon a greater demon in it mm-hmm. and then Guy or Guy I think what'd you say his name was Guy yeah that that's how he said his uh his name was Guy made it seem like um that Beretta comes from a an ancient line of demons that like might rival, like the leader of that lineage might 
rival his power or some shit like that. It was something along the lines of like, oh, so they sided with him. Interesting. I don't know. Oh, what, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so the fight starts. Uh, we find that his real name, Guy's real name was Ruse, the Primordial Red, and Noir, the Primordial Black, I believe is Diablo. So. I think so, too. And Diablo yeah. recognizes Rumu as his leader. So Key is just like, interesting. He's like, oh, he's making a move too. So, so yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I also have written down, I don't understand how, like, people can't see that Malene is being mind-controlled. Like, she, she does, she's not even looking or acting like a normal person. She's not. And mm -hmm. I feel like, at least Gee knows that. Yeah. He's like, surely she has her own reasons. But it's it's craziness. Uh, yeah, I think maybe I think mainly they're just kind of testing Rimuru. Yeah. And and then the the ending got me because Malim was going to hit him and I'm like, why didn't he just turn slime? And Vodor shows up and gets knocked in the back of the head. <laughs> And I'm like, wow, he could just turn slime and they could just avoid this whole scene. But Vador wanted to show up. I wonder how he got summoned, though. I wonder who summoned him. I think what... Valdora, because I feel like Valdora has some of Rimuru's abilities. Mm hmm. So he'll, um, he'll, like, teleportation might be one because he's a great beast. He probably sensed the danger. Yeah. And then I also had another thought, too. That spirit that inhabited that little girl that everyone was like, oh, that's dangerous. Rain was like, oh, well, she saved her life, so it's okay. What if she's another primordial spirit? Hmm. You, know, you know what I'm talking about? The little girl? When, he, when they all were getting little girl... Um, powers or whatever uh, the the incarnation spirits. Oh, oh, oh! I know what you're talking about the one he gave Shizu's mask to. Yeah, the little girl. Yeah. Okay. The one like and like it kissed Rimuru and then went in her. Yeah. That that sounds wrong, but. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I'm thinking, what if she was one of those? primordial spirits but she she might be a good one or a bad one like who knows like there's there's not just black and red there could be like a primordial blue or some shit like that or a rainbow at least Ooh. i'm thinking at least seven go go power rangers i'm wondering if the kids are gonna ever because like in one of the opening some um, little little clips during the song the intro it seems like the kids like grow up and live in the village or something like that or it just could be completely different people when i'm going crazy yeah could be but i'd like know. to see the kids live with Rimuru. like I, I like their characters yeah i'm not too worried about it but yeah that's one thought i had was what if she's a primordial spirit but not a good one i mean she could she be wants to get, she wants to get chaos i guess we'll find out in due time but yeah, okay, so uh, 
That's done. Moving on to Jujutsu Kaioshin. Man, Jujutsu Kaioshin fucked me up. Yeah. There was so. too much going on, bro. I was just like, what is this? AKA, it got me, like, on a Demon Slayer level. It's like, I almost couldn't keep up with everything that was happening. Hmm. I caught up after I stopped and thought about it. But, yeah. So, chapter 131, that much, uh... Mahito, he's getting stronger. He does he does this this move where where he turns into that that wooded spirit kind of sort or something or like a form of the wood spirit. Mm-hmm. And he starts beating on Yuji. And and so not much in that chapter, just a fight. And then the next chapter, Yuji learned to control his divergent fists because he starts beating him up and then he hits him, and then the second shockwave hits him when he doesn't. He's not expecting. It. He's like, "Oh, I got hit by a second attack." So you're damn right. Yeah. So then, Toto's still there, and he he fakes claps uh, to throw off Mahito, and it works. And Yuji hits him with like a black fit, black flash. Now here's he said, what oh. here's what confused me about that. Toto said that his bla- his um oogie woogie technique was already dead. Yeah. But motherfucker, I saw you use it after your hand was already cut off. I don't think he did. Didn't he like clap in like towards the end of the last chapter, and like something switched? I think he I think he fake clapped again to make that guy. Um, think he did it. Huh. Damn, so he probably does then, actually need two hands. Damn. And then I, I think like Yuji that character just, too. Yeah. I think Yuji just moved fast and, and like got behind him. But we could we could look it up and see. Damn so. man. I like Toto. And there's still no word on Nabarro. I think Nabarro's actually dead, bro. No, no, I don't think she's dead. Yeah. She might not be, but and then Yuji's about to kill him, and then Ghetto appears, and, and then we flash to a, a, a Kula Lumpar, some businesswoman or something. She starts telling people to sell stock, and Yuji moves to Ghetto, and Ghetto opens up this huge sinkhole. But like he's like, oh, it's all perspective or something. And like he proceeds to unleash curses on him to knock him out. And then Mahito gets put into a ball and uh, gets eaten by Ghetto. And Yuji's pretty messed up at this point. And then Ghetto starts talking about maximum techniques. And he has a, a Uzumaki. Uzumaki. Yeah. Might be my new favorite villain. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, he, <laughs> he combines. All curse techniques and hits opponents with like a super condensed energy. The next fucking Hokage, the Rasengan. Yeah. And then after he eats, after he eats Mojito, Ghetto eats Mojito, the crew comes to rescue. And then we find out, I don't know, this, I think it, his name was like Chozo or something. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we find out this kid has like three parents. Uh, and that kind of goes into his curse technique. 
Let's see. It was his mom, the demon that like impregnated his mom, and the guy who like mixed in with the two. Yeah, mixed the blood with, with theirs. And then we find out that uh, it's Nor- Norotoshi Kamo, uh, the blight of the Kamo clan. He's the evilest sorcerer in history, and he uses barrier techniques, curse tools, and his technique also allows him to enter bodies. So he's he's like a really, really bad guy, and he's probably over 100, 100 years old. Now, this part right here is the one where I was like, what? It kind of made, didn't make any sense. But then after he told, he said that he can, the guy can inhabit bodies, I was like, okay, it could happen that way. But he says he could sense his younger brother from a distance because of his uh, curse technique and blood connection. And then he felt an intense sensation of Yuji's UG, uh, death. That's why he like showed up. And then we find that a ice curse user freezes him, but Yuji couldn't freeze because it has something to do with Sukuna. So he breaks them all out. And then the Yuki Suka Sukumo. The lady from, I think the business lady from before comes back and saves them. So like, so, so does Sukuna fuck up blood guys so much that like in his head that he actually thinks Yuji's his brother? Like I don't, that that part started to like, like the guy seems smart. How are you so convinced that you are related to Yuji? And they they stick together towards the end too. Like they're still together in like the present. I, I don't know, because it, it's, you know how those those cursed spirits could sense each other's position or brothers? You're like, oh, you killed my two brothers or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, I feel like it's it might be something like this, but I don't know if like, the exact connection between him and Yuji. Like, it's quite possible they could be same father, different mothers. If, if, if uh, Noritoshi was trying to make a vessel, right? But he he did he did say he's making a vessel uh, later on in the chapters. He, well, no, this chapter he he talks about he he didn't like remote remotely uh, cast I tried uh, idol transfigurations on like, two non sorcerers. One happens to be Fushigoro's sister. I was like, no. I was like, yep. And they br- adjusted the brain for sorceries. So it's, it, yeah. I was like, oh, that makes sense. So and then Yuji might have been Sukuna's vessel because he's trying to go back to the world of Kian, the Golden Age. So, yeah curse techniques and all that good stuff and then so we fast forward to the chapter I, he makes off with gojo in the little box and there's no less than 10 million cursed spirits floating around tokyo and they're trying to figure out how to complain uh, contain and plan what they tell the people and they're trying to figure out should they announce curse spirits and then we, we kind of flash to that that sword guy from the ones that use uh, Rika. Yeah, I but he was Rika. still using her. Yeah. So, so he's a good head sorcerer. 
but I, this I, front, I thought he set her free. But I think you you can set a curse free, but the curse still can come back. It's not like he purified and killed her. So you think? But like his whole reason for being a jujutsu sorcerer is to realize is to like free her, and then he realized she wasn't cursing him; he was cursing her, and then he set her free, which means he no she was no longer cursed. How does she still he he still have her? That's what was confusing me, and I thought he died, or something. But I I thought he died too, but um, it's kind it's kind of like if you think about it, curses are like high IQ spirits or high IQ, they could just float around and do whatever, like the lava guy and then the wood nymph lady and Mojito, they just float around doing whatever ever they want to do. So she could be doing the same. Right. Okay. I still don't understand. It's like that whole last couple chapters makes me feel like there's someone who's not on our side in the Jujutsu Sorcerer, like, like the high ups. You said what? I, it makes me feel like there's someone in the high ups, like with like high influence in the Jujutsu Sorcerer side, that's not on our side, because yeah. they labeled um, Gojo. Well, I got the I got the list right here. If you want me to read it down for you. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, for, uh, number one, it, it's the it's a special notice. Uh, Ghetto. They said number one was Ghetto Survivals confirmed. And he's been sentenced to death again. And then number two, they deem Gojo an accomplice to the incident. And he used to be exiled from Jujutsu World permanently. Then Masa Michi Pago, uh, he's deemed that he gets a death penalty for inciting Gojo and Ghetto for the Shibuya incident. And number four, Yuji's death sentence suspension is revoked and he's going to be killed immediately and yuta okatusu is appointed his executioner so continue sir so like now the person who maki trained in swordsmanship and shit like that basically made him a jujutsu sorcerer who somehow got his curse back is hunting yuji which now we know why Yuji isn't back at Jujutsu High because, you know, mainly because he feels like a murderer and then, like, he knows that, like, he shouldn't be around her, so he's hanging out with Blood Guy. I don't get why Gojo and the third guy is ruled as accomplices. Like, everyone who was a part of this mission knows what's going on, and, like, there was enough it, people yeah. who should know that Ghetto isn't actually Ghetto. I think partly it's due because Gojo, his abilities upset like counterbalance of the world. So I also feel like there's someone, like you said, there's someone in the higher ups that doesn't like doesn't like Gojo and them. But also it's yeah, we got a fucking Donzo in the group. Yeah, yeah it's it's pretty pretty weird. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Like. Like Gojo, he's Gojo wants to change the way things are done. So, and oftentimes older people don't like change or don't like anything different, or they stick with the status quo. So, it's it's one of those ones where it's 
you, 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 yeah, you just got to read it and see what happens. I'm kind of kind of excited for these next chapters. I'm just excited for things to get cleared up. Like I'm excited to see Fushigoto again, Megumi, because he's the the current leader, quote unquote, of the clan when he finally shows up. Um, yeah, uh, the next chapter is supposed to be like now Yo Zenin. He's the new leader, but he's a pompous jerk. Mm-hmm. And then so his father of the clan dies, and then they read his will, and he says if Gojo is incapacitated, Megami is welcome into the clan and and is the new head. So like the the leader who just died recognizes that Megumi is probably going to be the strongest fucking. Guy. Well, well, his Megami's name is actually Megami Zenin. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of why it's like, oh, he can get in there because because his father left. But he jumped him straight from like joining the clan to like leader of the clan. So like he recognizes his ability. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So it's it's one of those ones that's like, oh, because his father, his his talentless father, didn't have any talents. Or he couldn't use curse energy, or 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 it was a failed experiment. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, but that but man was OP, had, bro. Yeah, he had physical strengths. Like him and Maki were probably one in the same. So I feel like Maki might be been like his his first cousin or something. Because I feel like his brother might have. Because what if his brother was strong and and his? I guess what I'm saying is his brother produced Maki has no curse energy and then he produced Megami and he has all the, the tools you know with curse energy so it's kind of opposites that's funny but yeah well, either way I'm excited to see the next um yeah. next chapter see where, where it goes from there yeah and Yuji thinks uh, Takuna is plotting something so he doesn't want to be near people so yeah, it's exciting times. I'm, I've been this excited since I stopped watching One Piece. <laughs> nothing? No. No, okay. No, no I got nothing. Uh, uh, all right, sir. Well, then. Huh. Any any closing statements, Irby? Uh, be kind to one another. You know, never know what someone's going through. Give someone a nice little affirmation on their day. Yeah, that's it. I got nothing else. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, other other uh, websites anchor.fm.com whatever it's called all you gotta do is spell out the name I-R-B-A-L S-I-N-E-R-G-Y Herbal Synergy and we'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace.